episode is sponsored by Millibooks. Search for author Erica Deary in your favorite online bookstore. Spellings are made by people. Dictionaries eventually reflect popular choices. David Crystal. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Bilingual Book Club. This is a space for parents, carers, and teachers to discover bilingual books. And in this episode, I will be talking to Don and Jean, and we'll be talking about dictionaries and the importance of dictionaries and the own dictionaries she's created to help families in their bilingual journeys. So before I start, I will introduce Don. So Don Antonella Sanjin is the founder of Don's Language Tutoring. Inspired by her son, Don started creating bilingual resources that help kids and their parents in their dual language journey. She has a YouTube channel and an Instagram account where she shares vocabulary in German and examples on how to use it. Don not only creates bilingual resources in German and English, she also creates resources in other languages like French, Italian, and Spanish. And today we will be talking about her bilingual illustrated children's dictionary. Don, welcome to the Bilingual Book Club. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how did you get into the world of uh, bilingualism? Well, my father is English and my mom is German, but I grew up English first and then I learned German later down. And um, I moved back to Dominica a few years ago and I was looking for something new to do. So I decided to start teaching German there. And because I like drawing, I was like, why not combine these two and make bilingual resources um, to help children and families learn? And then I started with a coloring book for animals. And I really liked it. I was like, okay, this is something good. And then my son was born and I really wanted to bring him up German and English. So I started creating resources to make it easier to teach him German and English. Um, now, you live in Germany, right? Yes. Do all kids like learn a second language when they go to school? Or is it only if you pay separate classes or um, only if the parents teach them? Well, in secondary school, they learn, a, they learn English at first. And then later down, they can add a third language to it. Right, right. Because, um, yeah, I found like a lot of European countries, they speak two or more languages. And I've always found it fascinating. Um, that they can do it, whereas in other places we don't. Um, so where did the idea of writing um, a dictionary came from? Um, well, I'm always looking for creative ways for children to learn. And I was thinking food is a very important topic and I wanted to make it fun and engaging. So first I had the idea to do a coloring book, but I was like, I wasn't quite happy with it yet. And then I decided to do the picture dictionary because when you hear a word, like if I told you, for example, a raspberry is a Himbeere in German, you might remember it for a few seconds. If I show you a picture, you'll remember it for a bit longer. But if you see a picture and you have the word there, it'll make a better connection in your brain and it'll help you learn a lot more effectively and a lot faster. And that's why I decided to make the picture dictionary. Oh, very good. And you mentioned that you decided to focus on food. Was this because it's one of the very basic things we need to learn uh, as kids or like what was uh, like food and not maybe animals or just random words 
Yeah. Um, I decided to start with food. I want to make like a series out of it with uh, like oh, body yeah. parts, family members and more. But I decided to start with food because food is very important and it's something basic everybody needs to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I think food is when we travel and when we meet people from other cultures is one of the very first things that we used to bond with each other, uh, trying different foods and learning about the cuisine of other countries. So I think that's that's really nice because, you know, if we go to Germany, then we will be able to ask for food in German. Yeah, exactly. Now, why in your point of view, um, why are dictionaries important? Well, the dictionaries are important because they help you learn a lot. And um, like the normal dictionaries, they are a little boring, let's say. So that comes in the picture dictionary. You could technically, you could just go through it, look at the pictures, look at the words, and you will learn something. You could use it to connect with your kids. Like, for example, if you're cooking, you could show them a picture and tell them, I need this. Could you get this for me or something like that? Or if you're going grocery shopping with your kids, for example, like normally they would run around and look for sweets or something. But if you like put post-its in the book, for example, and you tell them here, we need a potatoes, for example, here's the book, look for potatoes and you give them the book to let them go help you with the grocery shopping. Um, there are a lot of fun ways you could use a dictionary. And that's why I decided to do the picture dictionary. Oh, cool. I one of the, my questions was going to be precisely <laughs> that, like what activities can we do with our kids? So, yeah, that supermarket activities sounds a lot of fun. Um, are there any other activities that we can do? Um, well, one that's with shopping again, you could have your kids write the shopping list. Like, for example, you give them the dictionary and you tell them, I'm going to go shopping today, tomorrow. Put a list of things you would like, for example. And then they can go through the book. That way they can learn to write the names. Um, that's one thing you could do. Or if you have like... Um, like play fruits, like plastic fruits or something. Oh, yeah. You could have them match it with the pictures or you could have them describe the foods. Like, for example, you'd open a random page and have them talk about it, like um, the shape, the colors. That way they could also include other vocabulary they previously learned or they're still learning. Um, just talk about the foods, for example. Hmm. Very good. I feel like if I tell my kids to do the shopping list, they would include lollies, chocolate and toys, but <laughs> <and not> actually <laughs> any food. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but they would they would just love that. And because it's on the list, I have to get it. So <laughs> they would love to have yeah. the power. <laughs> uh, did you illustrate the book, the all the pictures you to do them yourself? Oh, yes, I illustrated all the pictures myself. I have been drawing since I was a child, and um, I really love that I can combine these two things. So all the resources that I made, I um, I draw the pictures myself. Oh, very good. I love drawing myself, and uh, I also illustrate oh, right. my own books. So, yeah. Oh, wow, that's great. I, I understand the, how, you know, it's so relaxing and, you know, it's, it's yes. fun. Um, so what other languages is the dictionary available in? Well, we have them in Spanish and English, in English and German, English, French, and English, Italian. For example, we start with fruits. And then you have different fruits here. You have the English word at the top. Yeah, okay. And then you have the Spanish name at the bottom. And then, like, you have really big pictures because I wanted the children to focus on one picture at a time. Like, normally there are more pictures and more words at once. 
but I wanted them to have a big picture so they can focus on that one word to make it easier for them. Um, so we have a lot of fruits at the beginning. And we have some berries, for example. And then at the end, we have um, like drinks, like milk, tea, juice, etc., and then different foods. And yeah, like for example, French fries or meat. Oh, so, cool. So there are a lot of different uh, vocabulary here, like pasta or honey. Right. I like the contrast that you have with the background and the actual uh, food item. Quite, um, yeah, quite easy for the child to see. Yes, that was the thought behind that. If you have a colorful background, the actual picture will pop up a little more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also liked about this your uh, dictionary that you know in in Spanish, for example, and I think in French too things have like a gender so for example oh. uh the lemon you know in in english we just da, but in spanish would be el limon or la naranja and you included that gender i guess in it so the kid is not just learning that word of uh, naranja limon they're learning el limon la naranja is that the same for other languages yeah Yes, it's included in all. Like for the English part, I did not put it because it's like, as you said, it's always the. Yeah. But in all the other languages, the uh, article, the gender is included because I think it's very important to learn that while you're learning the word. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because um, yeah. sometimes, you know, kids or even grown-ups that are learning, you know, a language with gendered nouns. Yeah, sometimes they'd go, oh, um, El naranja, or it, it's a little bit hard for people to know. So once you learn it from a very young age, it sounds a bit more natural. Definitely, because when I was learning German, we had like me and my siblings, we had a lot of problems with the genders. So if we had started learning them from a young age, it would have been a lot easier. Right. So that's why I made sure to include them because it, it belongs to the word. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. The other day I was reading an article knowing that I was going to interview you and how, um, you know, you mentioned how dictionaries are very important because they help us learn. And I was also reading an article that said that, you know, now we can ask Google or Alexa, how does this, how do we say this word or um, what's the translation for this? And you just, you just get the word. But if you go and look in a dictionary, whether it's uh for children or not, sometimes you end up finding other words that you're like, oh, look at this random word. And then you learn it. And I think the average person learns about five new words when they actually look in the, in the real dictionary as opposed to just Googling it. So I thought that was really interesting. So you illustrated your own dictionaries. Um, how did you go about illustrating them? Like, do you just keep a notebook and then just start drawing? Or did you just do the whole project in one go? Um, how long did it take you? How, what was the behind the scenes of, of making a dictionary? Uh, well, first of all, I have like a little notebook and I write the vocabulary in it. Like um, if I'm doing something like, okay, these are my favorite foods, for example, I'll start with these. And then I'll think of some must-haves you should put in there. So I keep a little notepad and every time a new food comes to mind that has to go in it, I'll write it down. And when I have some free time, like for example, when my son is sleeping, I would start drawing. And then normally I like 
I draw it with pencil first because I hand illustrate all of them because I can't do digital drawings. Yeah. Um, so I would draw them first and then see if they look good. When they look good, I would outline them and then I would color them in the end, which is like my favorite part because I love to color and I need to do highlights. And um, that's the most fun part. So first I would go to like, what's my favorite food? What food do I love? And then I would start with those. Then I'd look for like, what's something important? What does every child need to know? Um, like, I don't like apples, but everybody loves apples. So I was like, okay, apple definitely has to go in there. Um, and that's how I would do it. How long did it take? It took me quite a few months. Because with a little child, like, you can get, like, two, three drawings done a day. Right, yeah. And, yeah, there are, like, uh, 68 pictures in there. So it took me a few months to do it. And then when you draw all the pictures, you still have to upload them, and then you have to edit them. Um, but it's a really fun process because I love drawing. It's, like, it's relaxing, it's calming, it makes me happy, so... I actually enjoyed the process, even if it took very long. Mm, yeah, I get, I get the same when I like, sometimes it takes me a whole week to do one illustration. So it's like, yeah, but I'm still enjoying it. And I don't know what's going to come out. So that's exciting. Exactly. Um, so did you, did you do the drawings and then you scan them? And then did you edit them in Photoshop? Or how did you get that uh, like kind of blurry effect in the background? Was it? Like, did you do it in um, Photoshop? Well, I, no, I drew them, I scanned them in, and then I actually used GIMP because I, I suck at Photoshop. Right. So I used GIMP to cut them out, um, to make a clear background. And then in the um, program I used to make the book, I used a colorful background and then I added the picture to it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. That's a, that's a really good tip because I do, I do use Illustra Adobe Illustrator, but then with Photoshop, I'm just shocking as well. I just can't get it. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And I learned it in school, but I just don't remember. Yeah, I learned Photoshop once. I took a paid class for Photoshop, but it's a few years ago already. And I just, like, I can't use it. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried GIMP. Because it's free, so you just download it, and then I tried a little bit, and it's actually not that hard. So and that works fine for me, and it doesn't take that long to cut the pictures out. So yeah, um, what I like about your dictionary is also that you have each color, each language has its own color. Um, so I guess it would be easier for parents to just make sure that they pick the right one. Yes, <laughs> that was the plan behind it. Um, Actually, when I chose the colors, well, obviously I did the German English one first because I know those two languages. And red is my favorite color. So I put that one in red. And then I know it's like, okay, I want yellow, blue, and green. And it kind of just went with my feeling which language matches which color. And I don't know why, because I obviously don't speak the other languages. So I don't really have a feeling for them. But I feel like I did a good choice of the colors. Like, feels good to me. Like, blue, Spanish. It's like, I don't know, Spanish is kind of like, I was in Barcelona once. Yeah. And there was the ocean there. So it's like, okay, blue. Um, 
yeah, uh, green is Italian. I don't know why, but I felt green is Italian. Every time I see pictures of Italy, they're like green, like by the, um, what's that, like the Gardasi, I think, in Italian. And I picture green. So I took green and why French yellow? I don't know, but I actually really like the language combo. It looks really good. And I think sometimes you just have that gut instinct to just pick that color. And I think it still looks good. I think as long as parents can differentiate it and say, okay, yeah, I'll pick the yellow one because I'm, I want my kids to learn French, then that'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so are there any other activities that you do, not necessarily about your, your book, but any, because um, I see you create flashcards and you create um, other types of games, like there was one with a dice. So are there, like, are there any activities that parents can, can follow or can share? Yes, well, I definitely like the dice one because um, to me, it's a fun game. I mean, the dice are a little hard to build, but once they're built, it's like it's like a family evening. Like you're all sitting at the table and instead of playing Uno or some other card game, you'd get out the dice and then um, the dice have like, on each side, they have one of the foods. So I put them into categories like, um, like uh, drinks, fruits, vegetables, etc. And then you can either decide if you want to play with all the dice or just some of them, like depending on the age of the child, for example, because there's always one language dice, which has like, um, like English, Spanish, for example. So you have three sides of English and three with Spanish. And then you can roll the dice and then you roll the language dice. And if it goes on Spanish, you'd have to say the names of the picture that pops up on the dice in Spanish. And if the dice says English, you have to name the foods in English. And that's a fun way to engage the children, but it doesn't feel like learning because it's a game. Yeah, yeah. I think games is something that we definitely like here. I feel like my children, when they 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 notice that I'm trying to teach them, they they kind of put the guard up and they're like, oh no, this is going to be boring. But if it is a game, exactly. they're definitely more engaged. So yeah, I think that's something that we would like to try. So you have that one in English and Spanish? Yeah. Yes, I have yeah. it. Uh, it's in all the same languages as the book comes. So you have, a, yeah. there's a blank one for like families who have languages. You can just write on the dice your own languages, for example. Or we have English, Spanish, English, French, English, German, and English, Italian. Oh, that's really mm -hmm. cool. And it's a good like compliment. Um, to go with it, um, exactly. yeah. And as I said, it as you said, it doesn't feel like like you're learning. It just feels like you're playing, and exactly. Yeah. And because it's not you telling was... the child; it's the dice telling the child. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because when I was a child, I was like, "Yeah, come learn some German or French." I had French in school for five years, and I was like, "I hate French." And now I'm like, "I really want to know French." So that was also one of the reasons why I had to have a French book because I'm using it for me to learn French now. Yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah, I bet now you've learned a little bit more about each language. Definitely, definitely. Like making these books because I go through them myself too. And um, like while you make those books, you see how similar the languages are actually. And it's, it's really a fun process to discover these languages. Mm, yeah. 
yeah definitely like i think every time i tell friends like you know italians portuguese french we kind of spanish we kind of understand each other a little bit and i think maybe germans and like swedish can understand each other or not really <laughs> am i making it up uh i don't know i haven't really spoken to much swedish people yet but like from denmark or um netherlands yeah there are some There's similarities to countries. dutch yeah 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 there are some similarities there definitely yeah i noticed that in your instagram and your youtube videos you share a lot of vocabulary um in german and and examples of how people can use it so uh, for people who are just getting to know you, what can people find in your Instagram account and your YouTube account? Yes. So um, with the Instagram account, I try to do once a week, like a different topic where I introduce a few vocabulary in English and German. Um, like, for example, a little later today, I'm going to do some household supplies. So I'll post these for people to learn. Um, once a week, I also do like a bilingual let's talk session. So I'll post a question that has something to do with bilingualism and then we can discuss it a bit and I will give like my point of view. Um, like for example, a few weeks ago we had book recommendations and then I would recommend a few books I read and then I'll look for some books you read, um, you would recommend that are either bilingual or that talk about the topic um then i am working on a series on how to use different resources like flashcards um, posters coloring books like what are the benefits of these and what are different ways you can use them to engage the children in a more playful manner and of course as usual you'll also find them um, product updates or different um work in progress different stuff like that oh cool yeah i think it's really good that we can actually engage our kids through play um when kids know that you're just trying to teach them i think they've run away and they just don't want to listen so it's really good that you're focusing on that aspect yeah, yeah because i mean it's like it's a chore technically to children if you want to force it on them but if you do it in a playful manner it's a game it's fun yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think every time I follow your Instagram stories, I'm kind of trying to repeat the the word in in German. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll learn like this. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could put some audio behind it, but I yeah. haven't figured out if that's possible yet. Yeah, oh, maybe you can. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so thank you for being here, Don. Thank you for having me. It was really nice. Very good. Do you want to say goodbye to our friends um, in German? Because <laughs> you can. Yeah, of course. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Guess what? Dawn has given us a really cool promo code for all the bilingual book club listeners. If you purchase one of the dictionaries from her website, you get the dice game for free. This is only for people who are listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube. And all you have to do is type BBC10 when you place your order and you're good to go. This offer excludes shipping and is valid until 15th December 2021. See you soon.